We're excited on today's show. We're going to talk about idea and idea partners. This stems from a recent trip I just got back from, from Nashville, Tennessee. So tune in to learn more. When it comes to your finances, you don't want to be at a disadvantage. Tim Dyer can help. He's a wealth manager specializing in retirement planning and investment management, and he can be that financial coach that helps you achieve your goals in retirement. This is Retirement Power Play. Welcome into the Retirement Power Play podcast. Glad to have you back on the show today. As you heard there in the intro, we're going to talk a little bit about a recent trip you took, Tim, over to Nashville, huh? Yeah, typically when you hear Nashville these days, it's usually a bachelor party or something of that nature. Yeah. But, uh, you know, at 47 there, I don't have too many of those left uh, to go to. But um, now it's great town, a uh, great, you know, great part of the, the states to visit. Easy trip out here from San Diego, straight shot. Um, and I actually got a chance to to visit a small community. At, well, not small community, but a small town just outside of Nashville called Franklin, Tennessee, which has got a little bit of history of Civil War. But um yeah, the crux of the the trip was uh, there's a group of about 20 of us that kind of sit in a similar position, um, business owners uh, working in the financial space, and um, it was an, it was an opportunity for us to discuss some of the ideas and challenges, things that are working. Um, you know, kind of like a mastermind group. But I tell you, when you put uh, a group like that in the in the same room, you certainly can get some real leverage out of it uh, because there's just there's like in anything there's blind spots of things that you might not uh have been thinking about that right might might have been right in front of you you know yeah and i always feel like whenever you change your environment it always kind of sparks creativity right when you kind of get into your routine it's great you execute well and hopefully you're efficient but when you get outside of that routine and and change where you're at what you're looking at just your surroundings it really helps kind of spark that brain to think a little bit harder yeah, for sure. I mean, even just the thought of travel, right? Just to get out of your geographic area and you go to another area and you realize, you know, these people are, are not concerned about the things I'm concerned about in California. And I don't necessarily mean political, but just, you know, all the things that day to day they start to attach to you like barnacles, you know, um, <laughs> of things you're always thinking about just in your immediate environment. Uh, what's the traffic going to be like to get the kids to school on time? And then you, you just sort of realize, okay, wait a minute, this this is a bigger it takes things back up to 50,000 feet. So again, I mean, it's, it's always sort of refreshing to go uh, step away from the routine, if you will. And, and on the flip side, it also makes coming back. I mean, it's great. Yeah, I was only gone for two days, but boy, was it great to see the family and see my boys and come back and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, it was a good trip. So one of the things I was sort of pondering on the, on the flight back is I, I get asked all the time, uh, what, you know, what is financial planning? And, there's some standard definitions, if you will, but to really simplify, it's the, it's the process of, of bringing and surfacing ideas that uh, may or may not work necessarily in, your, in the client's specific situation and to help push or accelerate achieving the goals that they're looking to achieve. So, you know, there's, there's strategy and there's process and there's tools and tactics and things like that that you can use. But really to simplify it, um, financial planning is, is getting together and getting ideas out, um, ideas of things that you, the client, want to accomplish and ideas maybe that um, the advisor or planner has uh, in collaboration that can potentially solve those, those needs. 
I'll take it a step farther too, Ben, is aside from just like ideas, I think it's important to have idea partners. So this particular uh, event I, I went to took care of that. But as I think about my strategic network here in San Diego, whether it's uh, tax professionals, legal professionals, risk insurance professionals, uh, or even transactional professionals like you know somebody that works at a high-end car dealership or something, they all know their particular business or you know disciplined. I call it their silo or their lane. Um, and there's certain things that they see over and over that their clients or their customers run into or, or challenges that they have to overcome. And those things sort of filter back to us here at, for example, Dire Wealth Management, because we're acting as kind of that quarterback for people as it relates to things financial, both inside and outside the portfolio, right? So I'll give you an example. When you, when you talk to, let's say, a business owner, they might have just purchased a building. And there's certainly things that go along with that. So you might have... Uh, talk to a commercial real estate broker and I've got a few of those that I work with and say, Hey, you know, when business owners are looking to buy their own building or maybe a bigger space, like what are the hurdles that they're going to have to go through or the top three challenges or maybe the opportunities that a lot of them aren't aware of that exists. Maybe it's a financing option or something like that. But you see how getting it from their perspective and then just, I don't need to know necessarily enough to be dangerous. I need to know enough to be helpful and, and be able to bring that idea and go to my clientele and say, Hey, this is something that we might want to think about if you're thinking about buying your building. And by the way, it might make sense to bring in, you know, Mr. Smith over here to articulate on that, that given situation. That makes sense. It does. It does. This idea of I, the concept of idea partners is is I've never really heard, kind of heard it presented that way, but it makes a lot of sense. And and those people are very valuable with what you do. And and would you even consider yourself to an extent like an idea partner with the people you work with? Would you even go that far? Oh, I mean, I think exclusively. I mean, I think my clientele look at me specifically, whether they define it that way or not. But yeah. I'm their idea partner. And the ideas that I get are from my network and my idea partners, if you will, you know? Yeah. Um, And it's funny, too, because you could dig in deeper. I've got clients that are in biotech and technology space, for example, here in San Diego. And these people are really smart uh, and knowledgeable about very specific, very technical things. Um, And I come across other people, um, and I can use my own client's expertise and you know, I've I've matched up uh, clients in an effort to help them sort of solve a problem. Um, I, I guess because I have the luxury you'd call it of sort of being exposed to a variety of things in the day to day business, right? Because I I have clients from all sort of different walks of life, if you will, all types of industries, businesses, uh, family structures. Um, so you know that collective knowledge has value. And really can be uh, imp- implemental, or that's not the word, uh, <laughs> instrumental. <laughs> instrumental. That's what it yep. is. There it is. In helping, you know, the the client, or even you know, a, a colleague or a referral um, to kind of solve their their immediate need. So, yeah, this idea of uh, idea partnerships is a is a very powerful thing. 
Well, how do we get ideas now versus uh, in the past? Have, has that changed? I mean, I, I would imagine with the advent of technology and just all the resources that are available and just the ability to network so much easier now than before, mm-hmm. I guess ideas are a lot more free-flowing. Well, there's two things that come to mind when we talk about that. In the old days, when I was working at a major financial services firm, we had this nice office downtown, and we all had our fancy offices and things like that. But if you walked in there, the one thing that you'd notice is that all the doors were closed. And that wasn't just because the AC was off. You know, I mean, people kind of stayed in their own lane, their own silo. And at lunchtime, somebody would come in and they'd bring lunch and they, they, they were the ones that brought ideas. And those were typically known as wholesalers. But the problem with that was that the great idea that they brought to the table was ironically always backed by, or I should say magically, always backed by the product that they were selling, right? So to them, we were all, you know, they were hammers and we were all nails, you know? Hmm. But, you know, again, that, that was how you got some idea exchange. There was sort of less collaboration within the, uh, the professionals kind of back in those days and under that model. In the independent advisor space, I, I certainly have found that firms and, and, you know, business owners like myself or, you know, they share ideas more freely. I mean, there's six billion people in the world, right? You don't need to have them all as clients, I say that because a bigger firm, you know, they've got thousands and hundreds of thousands of clients. A firm like mine might only work with 100 clients at any given time, right? So just going back to the notion that the, there's enough to go around. So it's, it's important, and it, that relationship where you can help other advisors and, you know, they might help myself and my company get through a challenge, uh, it's, it's more prevalent maybe on the independent space. But, you know, the other thing is, as we were mentioning, so instead of getting ideas from inside the the industry, as you would if you were at a major firm, we call them wirehouses, but you're, you know Merrill Lynch's of the world, mm-hmm. they kind of formulate their own ideas from inside their own ecosystem. We can we can formulate them from you know again anywhere, and there's no the tool or the solution or if you will the product has the least impact on the decision-making process. And I'll explain. If, if somebody has an idea, which is a strategy, and that has a tool that will accomplish that, then you know, the strategy is what drives it. it. Whether or not you use that particular tool doesn't matter. Um, and so, again, that's, that's sort of sitting on the same side of the table as the client, which makes kind of collecting this entire pool of ideas a really valuable asset. I mean, I guess you could call it intellectual capital. <laughs> hmm. But, um, you know, again, taking those top ideas and from our strategic partnerships and being able to um, present those to people is powerful. I know I, I kind of keep beating a dead horse there, but I find that when I talk to people in the, in, in, in the past, you might traditionally talk to somebody a strategic partner, and they would think that it was business sharing. Yeah. Oh, you're smart. I'm smart. I'll send you clients. You send me clients. Well, that, that doesn't really work. And in, in this model, it isn't even the objective. It isn't, you know, I send you clients, you send me clients. It's, hey, you're the top of your field. I want to know, you know, the type of people that benefit from your service. So if I come across them, I can identify that 
and I know where to turn, but I also, you know, know two or three of those ideas that they'll use that, you know, can start that conversation. So, you know, that's, that's the power of the, the partnerships. Do you ever, is it more of a uh, philosophical discussion when you get into a setting like this with other business owners, financial professionals, where you all kind of, you know, you, you're very like-minded, do a lot of the same stuff. Is it more philosophical or do you actually get into the strategies and, and some of the processes that, that work? Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think it's a little bit of a combination. Um, okay. Again, if I meet a CPA or something for lunch, we're not going to get into the weeds on what the qualified business deduction, you know, for 2024, <laughs> all these types right. of things. But we might have a conversation around, for example, like the, the tax laws changing at the end of 2025. So 2026, we'll, we'll go back to the old rates. It's really affecting this type of person now. And here's a few things at a high level uh, that we're, you know, we're implementing for clients in this scenario. And some of it, again, some of it is maybe common. Some of it's like, oh, I, I never really heard of that before. Hmm. So the ideas are just as valuable as the relationships. You know, the, if the ideas are, you know, kind of your currency uh, or your product, I hate these over, but if, if these ideas are your product, then the idea partners are like your inventory, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and the other thing is ideas are great, but they only matter with implementation. Right. So having somebody that can implement, execute those and articulate them clearly, because some of these things you can get really into the weeds and it's like the guy that's explaining it, I don't even think he knows who's <laughs> explaining it. So you have to find that, that balance of somebody really understands this you know, to the top 1% of their industry and they know how to explain it and they know how to implement it. So those are some, some of the things that we, we look for when we think about our, um, our, our idea partners. Um, we, we certainly also, we like to ask, you know, the top three questions maybe, or, you know, give us the top three best ideas or, or best strategies, mm-hmm. you know, that you're known for. So that's some of that conversation that, that, that goes around it. And, they like to share it. Who wouldn't, you know, um, because they know about it and it's their bread and butter. And they know that, um, you know, how when you decide you're going to buy a car, you start to see that car like on the highway. It's almost like <laughs> it's, it's, it's glowing. Yeah. It, that's the, the, the analogy in that when I, I learn something from somebody, you just start to see people and say that that's a type of person that, you know, Mr. Smith down the road, the accountant or lawyer, like they could help them with that. And that might be an introduction that's beneficial to them. And in the great cosmic bank, right, if, if you can do a solid for somebody and it helps their situation, that's great. Even if nothing comes of it, you know, for me and my firm. Um, but that, again, that just tends to build that network and being a good idea person and having good idea partners, I think, is... Uh, is really the the secret sauce to kind of what we do here. And that was generically how I define financial planning is getting those ideas vetted and finding the ones that apply to you and getting them implemented and executed. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. It seems like a very productive trip. Is this something you do every year? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And there's different, um, during the year, you know, we always like to sharp, keep that act sharpened, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, so I, I go to quite a few of these during the year, maybe, uh, three or four, 
Um, now they're starting to be more in person as opposed to online. But um, if uh, it's always it's it's very rarely not worth the you know the the price of travel and whatnot to go do these things. So that's how we stay sharp. Very good. Well, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed hearing about the trip and this this whole idea of idea partners is, is important and. And one that I think I'll probably think about a little bit more, too, um, just in my day-to-day and, and with the work I do as well. So thanks for putting that, uh, planting that seed, Tim, as always. And, again, if you have questions for Tim, I always encourage you to reach out. He enjoys uh, meeting new people, also responding to people from the podcast. So, again, you can go to retirementpowerplaypodcast.com to listen to any show that we have or just go to direwealthmanagement.com as well. Very easy to find Tim and get all of his resources there. Check out also the Quick Learn video series on the website, some really good information there as well and uh, some easy consumable content that you can pick up and, and kind of run through really quickly and, and pick up some nice nuggets of information so tim as always we appreciate your time um, we'll do it again soon yeah we might even have an idea for you next time there you go <laughs> perfect well have a good week you as well The commentary on this podcast reflects the personal opinions, viewpoints, and analyses of Sage Capital Advisors, LLC, DBA Dire Wealth Management employees making such comment and should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by Dire Wealth Management or performance returns of any Dire Wealth Management Investments client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. The opinions expressed in this podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Any indices referred for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. As always, please remember investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional. Dire Wealth Management provides advisory services through Sage Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Dire Wealth Management and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advice may be rendered by Dire Wealth Management unless a client service agreement is in place.